What's up, everyone, and thanks for sticking with us after the week off. Bomb and I are in full football mood. I groan about my survivor pool bad beat here in week one. I'm sure you're all just as shocked as I am. We'll recap the Big Eagles win and check in around the rest of the league. On the college side, we'll recap Penn State's strong start to the season, look back on some fade the shade picks, and look forward to a second episode this week. Sit back and enjoy episode six of Thoughts from the Shade. Don't forget this episode is brought to you by Shamrock Sun. If you're tired of running out of sunscreen too soon, they've got you covered. Go to shamrocksun.com and enter promo code SHADE in all caps when you're ready to pull the trigger on one of their big-ass bottles of sunscreen. Can you see the, the smoke coming out of my ears? Like, I, I mean, we're back. We are, we're fully back in, in football mode, but to go down week one in, in a survivor pool, the way, the way I just did, uh, doesn't feel good, but this is the feeling that we missed for the last, what, seven months since February. So, um, yeah, it hurts. I, I had the Patriots, uh, kind of a dog fight in the AFC East with, with Miami and at not, home. And I told you that was it. That was a stay away game. Yeah. So I split the, the buy-in with my buddy and I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't want to be on like San Fran or the Rams and go down with like 30% of the people try to be a little strategic. And I, I, I like New England at home. My two is always good for a pick. And he threw the pick. He threw the pick in the fourth quarter. They were holding one. They were up one. And he threw the pick. Patriots go down the field, get inside the 10, and, and Damian Harris coughs it up. Um, New England had three timeouts but couldn't get a stop. And, and two is kneeling it to, to stick the dagger in my short-lived uh, survivor pool. So it was fun. But that's it's just typical. For, for me to get jobbed like that, but but whatever. Well, at least there were a couple other Bama guys that didn't cough the ball up today, huh? Yeah, two on our uh, our beloved Philadelphia Eagles opened the season down in Atlanta, Mercedes Mercedes Benz Stadium. Um, first of all, before we talk about the game, how about the lighting in that place and how it looked on TV? It was it was awful. We called a break. You know, yeah, I think we the did. ball to Goddard. I think that hits the ground, but you can't tell. A hundred percent. I saw the play um, live before any replays, and it totally looked like a bobble when he was like laying on the ground. Um, but you couldn't see shit, so I think it worked out in our favor. But it's kind of frustrating to have to watch a game and you know feel like you're 80 years old squinting at the TV when they're half in the light, half in the dark. It was that was no I good. I think that's a case of. Uh... It's a case of Arthur Blank being like a knockoff version of Jerry Jones. You know, he probably saw those photos that came out years ago of like all the different the lights coming through Jerry World and all the photos where these guys look like gladiators. And then um, basically Arthur Blank just built a big anus with windows in it. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to give Jerry credit because it always I feel like the quality is always good in Jerry World, at least of the picture, not so much of the, the football team. Um but the Eagles got it done, thirty-two to six. 
I don't really feel like the game was ever in question. I really thought early on uh, our O-line started slow and the D-line kind of started slow, but got better as the game went on, uh, especially the D-line, because I don't really have a lot of confidence in our secondary this year, but they really weren't tested. Um, I, I didn't really see many vertical shots from Matty Ice and Ridley and, and Pitts, um, but the, the four-man rush was getting home for the Birds, especially in the second half, and I think that was a huge reason why we were able to hold a, a poor Atlanta team to a lowly six points. Um, and then on offense, they got Hurts in rhythm early with uh, with the balls to Quez, Quez Watkins. Good old Kez. Good old Kez. Uh, Quez is his name. Um, so they, they got Hurts going with some comfortable throws there. I thought Sanders ran it pretty well. He's still got to work on getting vertical like immediately um but again just like everything else got better as the game went on and was so great to see the ball to to Devontae smith um just a great ball really good job by Ertz on that play to not get the offensive pi um but to you know get in the guy's way without committing a penalty and um by the way did you on on that play did a couple things did you know i thought this was a cool fact it was the same end zone where he caught the game winner in the national championship against Georgia. I didn't even think about that. That was pretty cool. And then they asked him after the game, you know, when did you know you were going to get free? And he said, when I, when I got up to the line of scrimmage, scrimmage and saw it was man coverage. Wow. <laughs> I mean, when's the last time you had an Eagles receiver that gets on the line? Number one, even knows the coverage. And then secondly, uh, you know, knows he, he's got a, he's got a man beater. Yeah, I guess with that that kind of slim, small frame he's got, um, the football IQ is is through the roof, and it's encouraging to hear hear him say stuff like that, and then to see him get open and grab it, and and Hurts threw a great ball. Um, I mean, what? How refreshing was it to watch Hurts? I mean, the guy just exudes confidence. Um, the way he that he eludes pressure in the pocket and can sense it is just. It's it's so refreshing to watch, and you know I'm I'm not on the Super Bowl train. I'm not on the uh, you know mega deal for Hurts train. It's one game. Atlanta sucks, but um, Hurts looked so good, and it was so refreshing to see over what we've seen the last few years from that position. Yeah, I think a couple things stood out for me, especially from the quarterback position. Um, you know the Eagles. Traditionally, over the last few years, it seems like every time we turned on the game, they were the only team that couldn't hit that little swing pass out to a wide receiver and pick up eight, nine yards. And uh, on defense, we could never stop it. So it was just infuriating watching, you know, the Eagles flip that ball out to the boundary and just like crumple down after, you know, a yard or even even lose a few yards. So I think today, even just watching them, the first drive, there's a couple flip outs to Watkins. It was like cool that we actually have that play in the playbook now. We could pick up some yardage. Um, so that I think that stood out. And then with uh, with Devontae, I mean, the touchdown's great. I was more impressed by his ability to kind of find space when Hurts was scrambling, and it seemed like he seemed like he really made an attempt to come back to the ball, made a couple nice catches into the boundary, um, getting that second foot down. Nice change from the college rules, obviously, but. It, it was nice to see he's not just a, a deep guy. I mean, he, he he can run, obviously, every route. He gets open when the quarterback's looking for a receiver, and it was just something that 
you know, it was refreshing to see, to be totally honest. Yeah, I mean, you talk about those swing passes. It's it's incredible what happens when you hit a guy in stride, right? Um, something we, we haven't seen in recent seasons. Um, and then... I mean, I mean, gee, even, even the, the screen game. I mean, the, the screen game, we haven't seen that in years. And it was, I think today, like watching Hurts, they're not difficult throws, but in some instances you have to throw them at different arm angles to get around a guy that's a free rusher and either drop it in kind of sidearm as if you're turning a double play. And it looked like he did that, and we haven't had a signal caller that's been able to do that. No, no, he was doing uh, – I just finished up watching that Chiefs game and – you know, Romo's touching himself to all the arm angles that, that Mahomes is, is throwing at. Um, so maybe we got a little bit of that here with Hertz now. Um, but, yeah, it was really great to see Smith getting open and, and when Hertz was extending the play, like not giving up and, and making himself available. Um, I think the one drive, it was – I don't know if it was in the first half or early in the second half, but I think Smith caught like four or five straight balls. Um, yep. Clear, clearly a go-to guy, clearly uh, a number one, you know, wide-out talent. Uh, it's all there. It's all there. Uh, just got to keep him healthy. Let's not, uh, let's not give him any hospital throws over the middle or anything, but loved what I saw there. I don't know. What else you got on the game? Do you have anything else? No, I mean, obviously the defense stiffened. First drive was worrisome, but I think a little bit of that is just, you know, kind of them getting into the groove. Starters hadn't played much in preseason. And like you said about the D-line, I mean, it's clear they're able to cycle, you know, six, seven, eight guys in and out. And uh, if those guys can stay healthy, I mean, you you saw the recipe in 2017. You get up passing, you, you let those rushers just pin their ears back, and then you pound the ball late. And uh, it looked like Sirianni has a willingness to really pound the ball in the second half when there's a lead. So you said it, this game really wasn't in question, even though it was only a two-score game. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, – I, w- I was a little unsure in the first half. We were a little pass-happy, but it all worked out. And, and like you said, we were, we were pounding it late. Um, and, yeah, I think that's that's a recipe for, for success. Get a lead. Um you know, and then keep rotating the D line. Don't don't get worn down. Uh, don't get stuck on the field for long drives, and and let those guys, let the four guys that are on the field, get after it. Because again, not entirely confident in the secondary, especially vertically, which we were, really weren't tested today. But yeah, as long as long as the front four is getting pressure, and you don't need to bring, you know, extra. Um, uh, cover guys to to blitz um, and take them out of coverage. They'll be they'll be in good shape. But they also they missed a number of tackles, especially early on on the outside, like the corners, which you know allowed Atlanta to sustain some of those drives. But then they came up came up big in the red zone. Didn't didn't let them score. I don't know why Atlanta got away from from Davis and and pounding the rock that way. I guess because they fell behind, but. They were running it on us pretty good, and but we settled that down. And it was a good game all around. Really, really no complaints. I mean, do you have any? Do you have any gripes about the game? No, I actually even thought the commentators were good. I mean, I thought Olsen did a nice job, which which normally the Eagles uh, recent years are getting the, uh, the the D squad. So it was good to hear his take, being a uh, former player and actually able to eloquently deliver the concepts to the viewer. 
You know, obviously on on the offensive side of the ball, O line. I mean, a ton of pre snap penalties, but I think we'll get that worked out. Some of it, you know, false starts, things like that. Um, you know, you're going down and playing in a in a stadium in front of fans for the first time in two years. So, you know, luckily it didn't bite them today. No turnovers. Punter looked great. I was a little worried about Cam Johnston moving on and bringing in this uh, this new guy, but uh, got it looks like how he's built a punter factory. So um, I'm excited about that as well. Yeah, the Aussies. The Aussies are the punters for us. That guy was was nailing them. And yeah, Lane Johnson, couple penalties. Uh, that was that was definitely uh, frustrating for me. I noticed he was kind of the the culprit on a couple, but it's early in the year. Like you said, these guys haven't haven't played much in preseason. They haven't played in front of fans in two years. Um, so probably just knocking off some rust there. But overall, good win. Back to Philly next week, I believe. Yeah, uh, playing San Francisco, who hung on against the Lions today. Um, kind of a late surge from the Lions, a couple of onside kicks and quick drives in the fourth quarter to make it a game and have a chance. Um, so at least at least we saw that you know San Francisco will give up give up some points, um, but they've got they've got some playmakers, uh, Samuel and Ayuk. Um, or Ayuk, however you say that name. Um, obviously George Kittle. And then I think Garoppolo had a nice game. Trey Lance was in there in the first quarter, threw one ball for a touchdown. So I don't know if they'll stick with Jimmy G for the most part or if those guys will be in and out. But we'll definitely be be a much tougher test than this week. But if uh, they play like they did today, no turnovers, good mix of passer on front four getting pressure. The Eagles uh, will be in a lot of games this year. So encouraging week one performance for the Birds. Oh, totally. And I think uh, the recipe we saw today was, is a winning recipe. And um, I just can't I can't emphasize enough the play that we got out of the quarterback position today compared to previous years. I mean, just no turnovers, no, no interceptions, no fumbles, getting out of dodge when there's when there's rushers and, and throwing the ball away, not trying to play hero ball. Um, it, it was it was unbelievable. Watch it was it was like you were watching real football for the first time in a couple of years. It's funny too, because you think about Wentz and uh, obviously given the, the draft pick uh, scenario and just uh, for us, uh, you know, kind of being, we were sick of the guy. I wanted to see him out of town. I'm so happy that he's gone. Um, you take a look at Indianapolis today and apparently one of the best offensive lines in the league um, but not today. Not not in week one of the Wentz era. Nope. Guy was getting they didn't sacked. Show up. Two two sack fumbles. Uh, they lost to Seattle. Yeah. So everybody that you know bitched and moaned about RO lines not good enough and yada yada. Well, apparently Andy's got you know one of the best O lines in the league, and, and and they didn't hold up today. I think they gave up eight sacks. Wentz fumbled twice. Gave that like eight, gave eight them away. Hits, I think eight, eight, eight hits, three sacks. Yeah. Eight, Eight hits, thanks. Um, yeah, you're good. But but even still, I mean, just seeing Hurts, you know, scramble a little bit, elude pressure. Their line isn't perfect, and it's not it's not perfect for anybody. But you you got to have some pocket awareness, and that's something that that our boy Wentz lacked, and it looks like he's lacking it still. Even though you know you hear all these reports of how, how he's refreshed, he's back with Frank Reich and, you know, he's a dark horse for MVP, all this yada, yada. 
he's still a bum confirmed week one so just uh not not surprised by what what went down with him today yeah and i just want to want to say something for our listeners too i i have now effectively bet against carson wentz in week one i will continue to bet against the colts until he gets removed as the starter or or goes off the field injured in some way and i would implore all of you to also hop on this train this is easy easy money i mean seattle first of all they were a favorite going into indianapolis i mean that's like that when when does that ever happen three-point favorite i don't even pick them and uh it's not like seattle's been been you know world beaters any, any time recently so i mean it was it was stunning to see and then you see the wentz warming up and he's got the new thigh pads this year i mean if he had these thigh pads last year i would have gone down on the field and like removed this guy off the field myself He's got the new custom A01 thigh pads. I mean, talk about a guy that is more consumed with pumping his own priorities than actually, you know, winning a football game. Yeah, kind of a tough look. Most guys go uh, go blank thigh pads or, or maybe the jersey number, but not our boy Wentz. He's going he's going all all me on the thigh pads and and everywhere else and. It doesn't translate to to performing on the field. So, again, no surprise there. And as as you alluded to, a a financial opportunity going forward. Um, if you know this team's overpriced, overrated, uh, you know until until the books adjust, uh, it it might be an opportunity. Uh, I had no play on the game, but clearly Seattle was the play. Yeah, and I, I'd like to call on the NFL to do the right thing here and fine him for a uniform violation. We can't have this type of behavior trickling down to college, high school athletes. Now in college, you can get a name, image, and likeness deal. Are we going to see John Deere logos on a guy's, you know, thigh pad in college playing for South Dakota State or North Dakota State or whatever directional school this bum went to? I don't want to see it. Okay, where the team-issued gear. It's not all about you. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But I guess that's that's kind of all, all I got there. Um, I don't know if you wanted to touch on anything else that happened today. I mean, Green Bay got blown out. Uh, Chiefs. Blown out. Were, yeah. I, I, I don't want to overreact to that. Um, we've seen Green Bay have some some poor performances over the years, and, and then they, they come back and show us who they are. So I'll never write off Rodgers and, and Devonta Adams. Um you know, too much, too much firepower there to to just completely write them off. But pretty, pretty discouraging performance. If you're a Packers fan, you got Jameis Winston, and you know, you you took you took yourself out of the dome. Well, you didn't take yourselves out, but Ida took them out of the dome and into a neutral site. You think that would have helped the Packers? Uh, certainly didn't today. Uh, so not not an encouraging performance for them. But it's early. It's week one. Crazy stuff happens and. I think they'll be back. Chiefs with the comeback win. Uh, another ball breaker. I'm sick of looking at Mahomes and Kelsey and, and Andy Reid and everybody. But I think the the, the tough thing was, and I, I'm I'm big on the Cleveland Browns this year. I think I think that they have a great team, um, have a a future uh, Super Bowl wager as well as best record in the NFL, uh, regular season record in the NFL wager on the Cleveland Browns. So I, I'm high on them. Uh, I think they showed showed a lot today uh, of what they can do, but they also showed that you know they can they can choke it away when it's crunch time. 
Uh, they got away. Yeah, they from... got a QB who can't get it done. I mean, the guy just—I mean, how do you throw that ball up? How about the punter just dropping the ball? That was tremendous. Yeah, that was bad. Well, they got away from the run, uh, you know, late in the game, and they were pounding away at KC all game with Chubb, and then you have Kareem Hunt. I mean, that—that that is a two-headed monster. They have a great offensive line, and as the game got closer and wore on, they—they they got away from it. I think the drive. Um, before the punt was dropped and before the game was pretty much put on a platter for Kansas City, uh, they came out and threw the ball three times, went three and out. And then they went three the and out. Yep. So I guess a, a learning lesson for them. They're still still kind of a an up-and-coming team, um, but still a brutal, brutal way to give that game away. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't see Cleveland having enough enough juice to get it done this year. I mean, I appreciate you going out on a limb and taking a, uh, you know, a little bit of a dark horse this year, but I, I don't think they have the quarterback to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I don't know necessarily if he was trying to throw that ball away at the end when he was under a lot of pressure. Is that last drive, like under two minutes, they were kind of at midfield going down and he's, Baker Mayfield was scrambling. There's a lot of pressure. And as he threw the ball toward the sideline, he was getting taken down. So I don't know if he didn't have enough juice on it to just sail it over the guy's head or if he was just trying to jam it in there. Um, but no, I, I, I don't uh, disavow the, the take on Mayfield. He's, he's got to show it. Uh, I just think that that team is built really well in the interior, offensive line, defensive line. Um, you know they they did they managed pretty well with Kansas City's offense for most of that game, but you know you lose a little momentum on, on offense and you turn the ball over, give them short fields, and your defense gets gassed. That's not going to cut it against the Chiefs. Totally agree. Anything else around uh, day number one in the league? No, I think just to round out the NFC East. Uh, Skins uh, lose to the Chargers. West Coast team coming East Coast lose their quarterback week one. Uh, not even sure how long he's out, but obviously Heineke finished the game there. So um, for as great as that defense is, you know, I, I don't know that they have the offense to win consistently in the division. Um, I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like Washington. Um, no, no action placed, but uh, they would have been my pick to win the NFC East, uh, just based well, on... Well, you were on them today. I was on them today. I was on them <laughs> today. We lost Fitzmagic uh, in the first half, but now that I like them to win the East, and we'll see what happens with the quarterback situation, um, but their defense is really good. Their O-line is good. Uh, Antonio Gibson's a good running back, and they have uh, Logan Thomas and Terry McLaurin at catch and passes, uh, tight end and receiver, respectively. Um, so I, I like the build of that team, and the NFC East is pretty weak. So we'll see. I mean, I guess I guess Dallas had a, an admirable performance on, on Thursday night against the defending champs. But yeah, I had I had Washington today, LA coming across the country for for an early afternoon game, and if it's magic doesn't go down, maybe maybe they win. But you know, we take we take a lot of L's, we we get a lot of bad bounces, and and that was one one for me today. Um, but I, I, I still like Washington, um, at least to be, be competitive and, and not be down in the, the, the bottom of the division. 
I think I think the Eagles win the division. I think it's them and the Cowboys. Um, I watched the entirety of that Giants uh, Broncos game. That was an awful game. That was a really really bad game. Um, they, they they stink, and that game wasn't even close. I mean, they scored a touchdown with a second left, where Daniel Jones scrambles in, and uh, you know, for those of us who had the over. You know, he scrambles in with no time on the clock. Doesn't even, you know, can't go for two. None of that. And they lose 27-13. They, they looked really bad. And uh, judging out of some of the stuff coming out of training camp with, like, Joe Judge having them running laps and, you know, gassers and this, that, and the other and fights. I mean, I think he's he might be done after this year, depending upon how they go. I think they they may need to bring in a new coach, bring in a new quarterback, I mean, Barkley's back, hopefully healthy, but for his sake, not 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 as an Eagles fan, but for for uh, Saquon's sake. But uh, I I just I just don't see a path forward. They spent a lot of money at the wide receiver position. They got a quarterback who can't deliver the ball, and I I I, I don't know what their what their plan is over the next couple of years. Yeah, it certainly seems stagnant for them. They've been, uh, I guess, trying to rebuild for the last few years and. Key to the rebuild for for any team in the NFL is obviously the quarterback, and I just don't think Daniel Jones is it. Uh, turns the ball over um, a lot, and and I think the other interesting tidbit about the Giants was that uh, I think Kenny Galladay said this week or at some point in the preseason that like, yeah, I don't know what to expect, or like we might get off to a slow start. He said something along along the lines of that, and you know if somebody that's great. Yeah, if somebody on the Eagles was saying that or, or somebody on a team that I was a fan of was saying that, I would just be like, well, that's really, really discouraging. That's just <laughs> and, and just really bizarre. Like, even when teams suck, everybody's like, yeah, this is our year and we're trying to win the division or we're trying to make the playoffs. This guy's like, yeah, we might get off to a slow start. It's like, all right, well, if you're a Giants fan, maybe just uh, make other plans on Sundays. And by the way, didn't he just sign a deal like worth $70 million? What do you mean we're getting off to a slow start, pal? You just got a bag. Yeah, he got paid. He got paid pretty good somewhere in that that neighborhood. But no, I guess for now, uh, until Washington proves anything and and figures out their quarterback situation with Fitzmagic going down, um, it looks like early on here, very early here, it is week one, but it does look like a a two-horse race with the Eagles and the Cowboys because – like I said, the Cowboys did did play pretty well and, and had a chance to win the game on Thursday against the Bucks. Yeah, and I do want to reiterate my stance before the season that the Eagles were an 11-win team. I think you had them somewhere around 6 or 7. Um, so, uh, you know, they win the division, I think, with 11 or 12 wins. I do have a futures bet on Jalen Hurts as MVP. So for all you Wentz worshipers who went out and you know, put $100 on Carson Wentz, you know, all right, you don't have to watch that bum every week. Love that. I love it. I'd love to see it. Um, let's let's get a few more games in in here uh, against some more formidable competition before I fully jump on the the, the bandwagon for the division uh, and and whatnot. But encouraging start. Uh, rest of the division looks blah. Looks whatever. You know, same as every other year. So. NFC East is always up for grabs, even when you're, you know, six and ten or, or six and nine in week seventeen. So <laughs> at one and zero in week one, it, it looks pretty good. I guess 
we can round out fade the shade for NFL week one and, and just recap how we made out. I think you and I both had Eagles plus three and a half. Uh, so that's a win. Yep, win, for the, win for the good guys there. Uh, we both had action on Washington and the LA chargers. Uh, I had Washington, you had the chargers. Uh, so that's a win for you. You had Seattle over, over the Colts, uh, getting three points. Or no, giving, uh, lane three. giving yep. three points. Um, regardless, win for bomb. Uh, I had New England, uh, not only in my survivor pool, but I had the minus three. Uh, was looking promising, down one, driving in with three minutes to go, and, and Damian Harris coughs it up. Uh, so, so an L there. And I think on the Browns-Chiefs game, I had the points with yep. the Browns, which got it done, and you had the Chiefs. So I think we're both sitting at... Two and two for week one. Yeah, you're you're uh I'm three and one, you're two and two. Wow. Bomb's hot. I'll tell you what, you're hot. And then we got we both have action on Monday night football. Baltimore is at Las Vegas. Uh I've got the Raiders getting four and you've got the Ravens laying the four. Yeah, I mean obviously a lot a lot has been talked about with the the Ravens running back situation, all these guys going down with injuries. That line stinks, dude. I mean, how do you have that many guys in a, in a rushing attack, that many guys get down with injuries and, and you're laying, laying four. So I think, uh, action Jackson gets it done, man. Yeah, we'll see. It should be, it should be a raucous environment for sure. First time, uh, for the fans of Vegas to, to root on, uh, their football team, because we know, those uh, Vegas Golden Knight fans at, at T-Mobile Arena, that place is always rocking. So looking forward to seeing seeing the Vegas faithful on the NFL side. So it should be a fun game. Uh, we'll come back to that and uh, recap that pick uh, later this week. Uh, quick announcement here. Uh, I did slack last week on vacation, no episode last week. But to return the favor um, or, or to beg for my forgiveness, we're going two episodes this week. Uh, Let's go! One right here is dropping Monday morning, uh, and then we will drop another dropping one. Now. What do you mean? Just dropped. Yeah, it's dropping now. <laughs> it's happy, in your earbuds. Happy Monday morning. Um, Good morning. And it sucks, the other, but football's back. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to trying to make make Monday a little. A little less painful for everybody. Um, and then we will drop our fade the shade picks for both college and NFL uh, college week three and NFL week two uh, on Thursday morning. Um, so a little, little bonus action here. We'll try to try to keep that cadence going throughout football season. Um, anything else on the NFL bomb? Nothing. Nothing else. Uh, you know, I was trying to dodge talking college football. Um, Let's talk it, but we got we we got to do it. There's been some good action the first two weeks. We won't go through all the picks. No, um, I, I think we should at least state the record. That's what I was going to do. Go ahead. Uh, I know my record uh, through two weeks of college football. <laughs> Please uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm at one and nine. Yeah, that's accurate. And what are you at? Better than that. I believe I'm um, at seven, seven and three. three. Seven yep. and three for bomb. And three one week one NFL. Uh, so you're off to a hot start. 
really impressive stuff. Um, you know, I guess I guess I'm trying to get too cute and look at the lines uh, and not look at the teams that are playing. Um, but, but we're we're onward and upward from here. We're gonna we're gonna do better. But I guess we'll start we'll start on Penn State two and zero to start the year for the Nits. Uh, went from 19th uh, to 11th between weeks one and two after a win over Wisconsin. Beat Ball State, the previous year's MAC champs, uh, at Beaver Stadium on Saturday. Uh, I believe it was 44 to 13. And today they are up to number 10 in the AP poll. They, they look pretty good, I guess. I mean, my expectations weren't high. Obviously, picked them to lose the Wisconsin game. Just a few few notes there for me. Uh, Wisconsin did not look very good uh, whatsoever. Uh, I thought Penn State's defense was strong in the game. Wisconsin uh, is always very strong up front on the offensive line and can run the ball, but Penn State managed that pretty well. Um, but I thought they had a horrible first half offensively. Um, came out in the second half, had some big plays, put a couple drives together, and you know got the points on the board that they needed, but. They're up 16 to 10, and probably about three, three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Wisconsin's driving. Uh, I believe Jaquan Brisker, um, safety, makes a pick in the red zone. And at that point, if you're Penn State, all you need to do is hand the ball to Noah Kane three times, get one first down, and put the game away. But they can't do it, and they have they have to afford Wisconsin another opportunity to go down the field and win the game. Like, they're trying to give it away. I just don't understand with Franklin and this era why we cannot put our nose to the gr- uh, the grindstone, put our heads down, put our, put our fists in the mud, and give me 10 yards. Just give me 10 yards, ice the game, knee it. We never freaking knee it in these big games. It's always nail-biter to the end, and then... The defense is playing soft coverage. Wisconsin's all the way back down the field, going in to score. They come up with another pick. Great. It was great. Good win. Tough, tough environment. Week one, new season. But um, they they missed a short field goal. Uh, Wisconsin had a field goal blocked. They fumbled inside the 10. Game could have gone either way. But just not seeing the fundamentals, like, getting one first down when you need it. And you think Penn state even has that, that scenario in their playbook, like QB kneel down or victory formation. Uh, not in any big 10 games or not in any games against ranked opponents. I'm sure it was in the, <laughs> uh, the playbook for, for ball state. It was in the install that week against ball state. Yeah. It, totally. Yeah. But no, it's just, it's just never easy. And, and that's what the premier teams in college do. They, when, when the door needs to be locked and slammed shut. They just do it. And we, and Penn State doesn't do it. They got it done. You have to give them a little bit of credit. It was a gutsy win on the road against a ranked opponent. I don't know how much longer Wisconsin will be ranked. And then What do you, what do you mean? They they put a whooping on Eastern Michigan yesterday. Yeah, they did, but who's Eastern Michigan? Well, can we can we just let's just stop and let's look forward here. Penn State's 2 and 0. We got Auburn. When I say we, you. <laughs> Auburn coming in, into uh, Happy Valley. Why? And I know why they do it. I know why they do it. The voters, the AP, the coaches, the whole thing. 
How in the fucking world is Ohio State still ranked ninth ahead of a 2-0 Penn State team? It's infuriating. You, you should have lost at Minnesota. Minnesota lost their running back, like, midway through the third quarter. And then they, they played, like, absolute dog shit. That was the most hollow 500-yard performance from a quarterback I've ever seen against a Pac-12 team in Oregon. Now, Oregon goes in there, plays a great game, give them credit. But they were missing two of their, better, their best players on defense. And, and you're going to put Ohio State ahead of a 2-0 two, Big Ten team? I mean, that's just total BS, and that's just – that's everything that's wrong with college football. And I get everybody says, well, look, just win the game in front of you. If you win the games that are on your schedule, it won't matter. Guess what? It does matter because here we are in week three arguing about it for no apparent reason. Yeah, I guess it's just the name brand. Um, and Ohio State has that and that, that recognition and – uh, they're, they're a high caliber program, but it's, it's not, it's nice to hear you pulling, pulling for the nits in the polls, but I don't I'm not think pulling for the nits I'm talking about, this is called justice. Like, this is like, <laughs> if you did this in the NFL and you had like a power ranking of like these teams, like, what are we going to put the Packers next week when they win? We're going to put them ahead of like, you know, a two and O team. I mean, I guess, I don't know, but it's just infuriating. And, you know, when does it change? Does it change next week if they beat Auburn in a close game? What if they blow Auburn out? What if they lose a close game against Auburn? When does it change? Yeah, I guess that, that's a good point. Like, how does how does Penn State jump Ohio State if they both just continue to win? Um, is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do play each other, so that'll be the uh, the tell-all if it, if it gets to that point and, and both teams are, are unscathed. But – We'll see. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that Penn State's the 10th best team in the country. So well, Let me ask you this. Penn State wins out. They win every game on their schedule except Ohio State. So now here we are again, the same scenario that we were in a couple years ago, where you have a, a Penn State team that beat Ohio State, or I should say a Penn State team. It's almost the inverse of a couple years ago. Yeah. Penn State a couple years ago beat Ohio State, two lost Big Ten champions. So if they win every game and lose to Ohio State, Ohio State is a one-loss Big Ten. So then they just go, all right, yeah, you're the Big Ten champ. Great. You beat the living piss out of Northwestern in, in the Big Ten championship game. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, well, they give, they give extra points for the conference championship. But if the season continues to go the way that it's going, uh, the team that comes out of the Big Ten West will be the Iowa Hawkeyes, and they look like they <laughs> are for real. Well, let's let's just say one thing about that. You've bet against them two weeks in a row. I have. Are I you have. against? Are are you are you pro childhood cancer? It's not right. I'm 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 supporting the Hawkeyes. I love the wave. They wave at the hospital. You're betting against that. Yeah, I guess that's bad juju or bad bad karma on me. I mean, week one, I didn't know what to expect, and then they had the big blowout win over Indiana, and then week two they go to um, Iowa State. Uh, you know, Iowa State has a great coach, Matt Campbell, veteran quarterback Brock Purdy, who's had a nice career and and one of the best running backs in college football, and Hall, uh, who who wasn't one of the best running backs in college football that day. So that was the pick there for me. I thought Iowa State just started slow in week one against, you know, a subpar opponent and was kind of looking ahead. Um, but 
I'm one and nine. I was wrong, right? What what else can I say? But uh, no, Iowa looks Iowa looks good. Um, and I don't know exactly how their schedule plays out before Penn State goes there. I think in the second week of October. Um, but if if both teams get there undefeated, that's going to be be a huge game. Uh, obviously, Big Ten implications, and and definitely we'll be talking college football playoff by by mid October. So that that could be one of the biggest games of the year in all college football. Both these teams uh, keep trending in the right direction. Um, but but obviously can't can't gloss over Auburn. Uh, they put a beat down on somebody, 62 nothing this weekend. So they look like they're ready to, to score some points and, and bring it bring a pretty good offense to, to Happy Valley. Um, or Damn Eagle. I know the preseason line was Penn State by seven or seven and a half. I haven't seen what it is uh, now. Um, but we'll fire off a pick on Thursday. To answer well, your to answer your Iowa question, they have uh, next week Kent State followed by Colorado State at home. Followed by an away game at Maryland, followed by Penn State at Kinnick. Yeah, that's that's such a tough place to play. But it, just from from uh, hearing the schedule, it sounds like I will will be undefeated for that game, and they're they're ranked fifth right now. So they, depending on what happens, they could be two, three, four. I mean, does Bama go down with Florida this weekend? Absolutely not. But if some divine miracle happens, is Iowa the number one team in the country? I, I I don't know. That might be a top. It should be a top ten matchup. That might be a top five matchup. That might be like the game of the century for, you know, like farmers everywhere. You know, guys in <laughs> Pennsylvania, Iowa, Central PA. Like, if if you just like either milk cows or like grow corn, this is the Super Bowl. Seriously, that'd be awesome. Um, hopefully, hopefully, state gets it done. I think they have Indiana before Iowa too, which um, Indiana we'll, stinks. I told you they stink. You did, but we'll we'll really see what they have this weekend because they're playing Cincinnati. Uh, and Cincinnati. I tell you about Cincinnati, man. <laughs> yeah, how hard were you sweating at halftime? They were tied with Murray State at seven. Look, look ahead, game, brother. They're going. They're going to play Indiana. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's that's probably what happened. But they they cleaned it up in the second half and won forty-two-seven. I think. So yeah, Can we I mean, talk about Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't have anything else on Penn State. Uh, I mean, defense looks good. Offense looks okay. I mean, the offensive line still needs to get better. I don't have faith that they do it. Uh, and just seeing a lot of the same frustrations that I've seen over, over the years under under the Franklin regime. But gotta enjoy the wins. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, if we quoted our old our old friend Andy Reid, he would say, "This is a tough league to win in. Enjoy the win, man." So that's what I'm going to do. We're two and zero. We're tenth in the country. We got college game day coming to Penn State for for Auburn this weekend. Uh, under the lights, white out. Is Fade uh, the Shade going to be joining college game day? Fade the Shade uh, will be away again this weekend. Uh, Whoa. The summer of G never ends. Uh, I'm I'm going to Tampa for a bachelor party this what? weekend. What? Yeah. Um, but talk to the to uh, the bachelor himself today, and he's got a table blocked off uh, at a place in Tampa for the game Saturday night. I forget the name of the place, but should be a good time. We'll, 
I think most of the guys going are, are Penn State guys, so it should be be pretty rowdy and hope hope for a win because if if it's not a win, it'll be uh, some some sad drunk faces in Tampa, Florida. Now, do you have a Haynes white tee packed and ready to go, bleached, like so white that it almost looks neon? No, no. I mean the 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 Penn State gear is is kind of low, uh, just. Not that proud of the of the team and the program and of the university uh, recently, but hey, maybe this, they beat Auburn. This will be this could be the year. Yeah, beat Auburn, and I'll be on uh, Fanatics or uh, you know one of the bookstore <laughs> websites dialing off a, a t-shirt just in time for them to lose at Iowa. <laughs> but yeah, you you wanted to talk Notre Dame. Uh, they they squeaked out the win in Week One at, at they stink at Florida State, and then they they won a, a squeaker. Against Toledo on Saturday. They stink. I actually think Brian Kelly should be executed. I think that should be the punishment. He's already killed a kid. Then he made the joke about executing his team. I mean, how is it two weeks in a row you're squeaking by? By the way, Florida State stinks. Florida like State's they lost terrible. To, they lost to Jacksonville State. That's a tough, tough look. Shout out Jacksonville State. I got to give credit. Um, famous alum, Riley Green country singer played qb there um other than that i didn't think they were known for the football i only knew of the program due to riley green yeah i, I don't know anything about the program uh not a riley green fan so i have no they're not uh, in florida they're in alabama that's are, like the funniest part are they really yeah, yeah. I, I have no knowledge or, or connections or uh, any any information on Jacksonville State, but I, I saw that that one on the ticker this weekend. I was like, that is just awful. If you're Mike Norville, the, the coach of Florida State, trying to build that program back up, that's a that's a blow right to the dick. Yeah, it's bad. And you got Jacksonville State running the flag out there to center field. Yeah, I mean, or it's center one... field. Yeah, the center of the field. I mean, just uh, not a good look. One thing, if it's uh, a conference opponent or a ranked opponent, uh, some formidable opponent, but Jacksonville State sticking the axe in your 50-yard line, that's uh, – <laughs> I mean, you might as well shut the program down. Then you got Notre Dame. I mean, that was like down on the wire with Toledo. And the best part is NBC is jerking your chain saying, oh, it's going to be on Peacock. It's going to be on Peacock. You know, you can't get the game. And then all of a sudden it's a barn burner where they got to score in the last minute. It's like, what are we doing here? They thought they would change everybody over to the streaming service because they're playing a nobody. But the minute you need the game, because it's like in question, you can't get it. So it wasn't on NBC. It was on Peacock. It was on Peacock and it was an NBC broadcast. Yeah. I feel like NBC is always bringing the Notre Dame games, but everything's moving to these streaming services, I guess. And I don't know if Peacock costs money or, you know, I don't I don't have a, a friend's account to log in on for Peacock. So if the Irish are on there, I'll I'll, I'll be missing them. Yeah. Anything else uh, CFB wise that you want to touch on other than uh, your fantastic wagering record through two weeks? No, just continuing to stay hot, and just for the for the listeners, so you understand the type of um, you know screening that goes into the the games and the selections and the types of picks I'm making here. It's a very robust screening process. It's a lot of analytics goes into it. What ends up happening is uh, G sends me his picks for the week. 
And those are the games that we get to pick. And then I look at them and I go, well, all right, you know, I might take one that's the same as G, but for the most part, I'm going to just take the other side. So <laughs> it's a very robust screening process that exists for finding these winners. And I look forward to making our listeners a lot of money over the coming weeks. We're going to have to make you pick first this week uh, or, or going forward. See if you can originate it all. Cause I mean, I, I, at least I originate, right? And, and you, you give me the courtesy tale <laughs> on, on one pick, but nah, uh, you're doing great. Keep it up. Um, and, and as far as, uh, as far as, you know, my picks are concerned, that's, that's why we need in the segment fade the shade, fade me and, and you will get rich this year, folks, but fade all of us somehow. We know it's not going to be good. Yeah. But I'll turn the tide and, and, and try to, uh, Try to get hot like you, Bob, and, and maybe rake in some cash. Um, but nothing else on Let's college football for me. That's all I got. Although you must have been sweating that, that A&M game a little bit, too. Uh, their quarterback went out in the first half. They had a battle with Colorado, and, and were, they were uh, the Aggies were able to pull it out, pull it out in the end and, and keep their record clean and, and move forward. I don't know how long the quarterback's out, but that was, that was an elbow. I, I peaked at that a little bit. Yeah, I was sweating it. Obviously, the Aggies um, are one of my college football playoff teams. So, yeah, not a good look when you're down to the wire against Colorado. Yeah, you're holding strong. I've got uh, an L for Clemson and an L for the Buckeyes. Uh, I'll never root against an L for the Buckeyes. I just picked them because I thought I thought it's they the were only pick. Yeah, it's the only pick for the Big Ten, really. And I thought they were they were better than than they are right now and season's still young we'll see what happens but your picks are unscathed and i've got a couple l's so hopefully uh for my pick's sake clemson and, and ohio state can get it together but if ohio state doesn't i could really care less second can, I, can, I, can I make a public service announcement for the, for the listeners um, please do you know michigan wins a primetime game against a nobody washington don't whatever you do don't fall for it they stink. They've stunk. They will continue to stink. There might be a few more games here where you're going to be on the right side with Michigan, but when they get deeper into conference play, particularly as we get close to the game, hammer the opposite side. There you have it. PSA from Bomb. Fade Michigan. Um, yeah, I mean, I picked Washington because I think Michigan stinks, but Washington really stinks. They lost to Montana. Uh they're missing a bunch of receivers. Their offensive line stinks. But I still fired that pick in anyway. Made in Michigan. I'll just blame it I on that. I respect it. Yeah, why not? But, yeah. So we'll look forward to fade the shade later this week and get ready for week two of NFL, week three of CFB. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to bring to light uh, today, Bob? Now looking forward to uh, another episode Thursday and – cashing some tickets here all right sounds like a plan man we'll uh we'll catch everybody later this week thanks for listening and uh have a great one